this episode could really get me in trouble, but like I want to really come at this from a place of trying to understand the other side. I'm I'm genuinely curious and I would love feedback on this and I'd love to know your thoughts on this and I just want to explain my thinking so to anyone that maybe disagrees knows exactly where I stand on these things so that we can actually have an honest open discussion and debate about these things. You are now entering a new paradigm. So here is my issue. I wanted to find the answers to life's biggest questions. Things like, how do I become happy and live with purpose? How do I make more money doing what I love? And what does it mean to be truly successful in all areas of life? My name is Josh Forty, at Josh Forty on Instagram, and I ask life's biggest questions and share the answers with you. My goal is to help you find purpose, happiness, and open your mind to new realms of possibility by helping you think differently about everything you do, know, and understand. On this podcast, we think different, we dream bigger, and we live in a world without limits. This is a new paradigm. Welcome to the Think Different Theory. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Think Different Theory. My name is Josh Forty, and we are on episode number 58. Welcome back to the program. Appreciate everybody tuning in. The love that we've gotten back from the podcast recently has been awesome. It's really starting to pick up momentum, getting so many messages back uh, in the Instagram DM. I'm telling you, I feel like soon I'm not even going to be able to reply to everybody, and I I love it, but uh, I do my best always, and so I just appreciate all the feedback, all the love. I love it when you guys take screenshots and post them in your Instagram stories and tag me in them so that I can reshare them on my story. I love that type of stuff. And uh, you guys have been doing that, which is awesome. Also, you know, obviously on Facebook as well, but more specifically Instagram, just because that's where I hang out a lot and I get to interact with you guys. So I appreciate it. I appreciate the love. And honestly, this episode is going to be a little bit different because I want to talk about more mainstream issues, perhaps, and issues that I think are facing our country, our world, our society. And I really want to, I want to be open. I want to be honest. I want to be genuine about these things. And I'm going to try to do a a more summarized version than I did on Facebook. So I I did something similar to this uh, episode on Facebook. I did a live stream on this and it was long. I don't know. I think it was like 40 minutes or something like that. I'm going to try to condense this down into like 15 to 20 minutes and really just present my side of things and welcome an open and honest debate and discussion. And I would love to know your thoughts and replies to this. Unfortunately, you know, this is a podcast, so it's not a two-way street. But because of Instagram DM and stories, it is. And so, you know, I'd love to have a conversation. And if you are listening right now and you have a podcast and you want to talk about these things as well, whether you are for or against my side of the issue, I'm happy to come on your podcast and actually talk about them and really just, you know, dive in further uh, you know, in these discussions, because I think this is a discussion that really needs to be had. So let me let me give you a little bit of context, and then we're, we're going to dive in. So one of the things that I'm very passionate about is communication and personal responsibility. Those are very very big for me. I believe everyone needs to take responsibility for themselves and for their actions. And I also believe that communication and open and honest debates about things are important. And I think that in today's society, especially America, we are not one to have open, honest debates where we truly are open to seeing the other side of things. And that's one of the things that, especially in politics and religious beliefs, political beliefs and societal beliefs, I 
tried to do a very good job at it. I tried my very best to be open to the other side. And I think a lot of my beliefs have changed over the years. And I know they have. In fact, um, I think I think it's the next episode that comes out. Uh, one of our upcoming episodes soon is going to talk about the differences that in my beliefs and how they have changed over the past years of my life since I have opened up my perspective and heard new perspectives from people. And so I don't think that the arguments, I don't want to say the argument, I don't think discussions are in vain when you have open and honest conversations. But I do believe that both the right and the left in nowadays politics has no, has no concern whatsoever of seeing the other side. Like they have no desire to see the other side. Their goal is to, you know, the Republicans goal is to blast Democrats and make them look terrible. And the Democrats goal is to blast Republicans and make them look terrible. And we never get anything done because of it. And it sucks. But I believe that while those discussions don't actually help anyone, they don't actually make a difference in the world. What conversations do is or do help people are the ones where there's an open and honest debate about a particular topic where you genuinely present your side, you genuinely want to see the interest of other people's sides, and that is what I'm here to do today on today's podcast episode on three very interesting topics. The first being college. And this is one that we talked about a lot, and for those of you that are in college or college age or you know just graduated from college, I think that you're going to have, you know, great opinions on this. So, please, you know, hit me up in the DMs and let me know. And and by the way, like I said, if you're if you disagree with me, I want to hear from you. In fact, I would rather hear from someone that disagrees with me than someone that agrees with me because I hear from people that agree with me a lot. And while that's fine and I love hearing from those people, I want to hear people that see the other side or, you know, that have a different opinion so that I can understand where they're coming from because some of these things just do not make sense, all right, like to me. So um, let's dive in. So the first one is college. The second one is the border and the, you know, the whole border crisis that's going on in America and the U.S. right now. And then the third is welfare slash government handouts. And uh, this is just going to be an interesting discussion on those three things. So let's dive in. All right. First and foremost, college. All right. So if you've been listening to me for any period of time, you know my thoughts on college. And quite frankly, I am have not been a huge fan, but I, I want to really break this down and, and let you know my thoughts here. If you slash your goal is to build a business or do anything in a field that does not require a college degree, or if you're a parent and you have a kid that wants to do something in a field that does not require a college degree, I do not understand why one would go to college. Now, hear me out here. Oh, well, let me rephrase that. And they have to pay for it. Like if you're getting a full ride to college, that's one thing, right? Like full ride, great. But if you are not getting a full ride, if your parents aren't paying for it, if you don't have a full ride scholarship for it, I don't understand why you would go to school. Here's why. If you want to be a doctor, you obviously need to go to medical school. And one of the prerequisites for medical school is college. And one of the things that you must do before you become a doctor is you need to shadow other doctors. You need to be involved. And there's like actual in-hospital visits and you're actually seeing and getting real life personalized experience to actually go out and be a doctor. That makes a lot of logical sense to me why you would need to go to college. Now, I don't know why you would need to know a lot of the things that they teach in college for medical school, but from a medical perspective side of things, I understand why you would need to know 
everything about the medical community as much as you can so that you can make wise decisions. Same thing would be true with lawyers. Like you gotta have real life experience in that space. But if you wanna build a business, if you wanna go out and live your passion, if you wanna be an actor, if you wanna be, I don't know, uh, get a good job somewhere, if you wanna go be an accountant, if you wanna go be whatever, school is a waste. And because if the average school Let's just say on average, and this is, I would say on the low side of things, I know schools that are twice this price, but I'm going to say, let's say on average, you spend $20,000 a year, 20 grand on schooling, which once again, I think is pretty cheap, pretty reasonable. That's 80 grand over the course of four years. And that doesn't include the time that is going into that. So $80,000, and let's say that you get half of it paid for. You work a job, you you know get scholarships or whatever. So let's say you graduate between forty dollars and $50,000 worth of debt. Instantaneously, as soon as you are out of school, now you are responsible. I mean, I know there's a grace period to a certain extent, but you are now responsible to start paying back those loans upon which you cannot default. If you were to take that $80,000 over the course of four years, those $20,000, and you were to invest into yourself, into education in a form of an online training, you could spend one twentieth of the price. Literally, you can buy an online course for nine ninety seven, right? That's really, really complete, and that get you started. You can go to events, you can network with people, you can take risks, you can try, you can fail, you can still live in a college style setting for the next four years of your life. Eighteen to twenty two years old, you can live with four, seven, eight buddies to a house, and it'd be totally normal. And take the risk and build the business and grow and learn and network. And you are going to get so much further ahead, not because is, is necessarily college is holding you back, but because college is so freaking outdated and real world always is going to trump a classroom. Like there's a, there's a theory that's like, or there's a statement, a, a quote I read by, by uh, someone online and it said, you know, why is it so hard to learn something, learn all about something, study something, and know everything about it, but then when you, I go to go apply it, it's so freaking hard, and I can't seem to stay focused, I can't seem to do it. And Sam Oven's reply was just spot on. He said, because in theory, and listen to this, this is so important, because in theory, theory and work are the same thing, right? So in theory, theory and work are the same thing, but in work, they're not. So like in theory, in the classroom, you can talk all about business or all about accounting or all about writing or all about yada, 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 and all that crap that they teach you that's just stupid and worthless. And you can think all day long that that's going to help you in the real world, but then you get to the real world and it's not the same thing. Why? Because the real world changes. The real world is updating. The real world is moving fast. The real world is moving so we're moving faster in society than we ever have before. And I just don't understand why someone wouldn't go and take their money and time and invest it into something that they're passionate about because you can always go get a job. Like even the, the biggest companies in the world right now is that Google doesn't even require a college degree to work there anymore. Like Google, like the, what the third or fourth biggest company in the whole world. And so I'm sitting here and I'm going, I don't understand. We look, we live in a society where results are the things that matter, right? When like, when you go out there and if you can prove a result and that prove that you can do something well, that's all that matters. And people will hire you based off of that. And guess what? Four years of doing what you love, even if you failed for the first three years over and over and over and over again, you're going to learn so much about that and you're going to learn so much more than you can ever spend uh, learning in a classroom. 
You can read the same type of books, but you can learn from people that are actually doing it. And for me, I honestly do not understand. I, I genuinely wish I understood where the other person's coming from. And you can tell me, oh, networking or oh, this or whatever. I'm like, go live at a college campus. If your value in college is the college experience and the networking that you can go and do there, then move to a college campus, move into a college dorm or a college apartment house, buy a college campus and live there for the four years while you're trying to build your business and make the relationships anyway. Like why, why would you need to pay that institute $80,000 when you could just go keep that yourself and go out there and build a business of your dreams and learn the entire process and fail for the next two, three, four years and then be so much further ahead of everybody else because of all that experience. Like I'm 25 years old and let me tell you something. I have learned more in the last four years than any college could possibly teach me. I guarantee you. I guarantee you. And I've met people that have gone to Harvard that have all the highest curriculum, philosophers and yada, 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 whatever. I've seen more of the world. I've met more influential people. I've spoke on stages. I have been able to build and fail businesses. I've learned about psychology. I've learned about life. I've learned about so many different things. You can't teach it in the classroom. It's just not possible. And so I have a hard time understanding why someone believes if they have to pay for college or why a parent believes that if their son, daughter or son have to pay for college, that that's a better decision than, than going to like real, the real world. I just don't get it. So that's probably the harshest I'm going to be on any of these three topics, but I'm actually wanting to see the other side of that. All right. That's all I've got for there because I could rant about that for hours. Let's move on for time purposes. I want to move to the border. So right now in America, we have a border crisis. We have a president that is screaming, wall, 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 wall. We have thousands and thousands of illegal aliens. That's the actual terminology or illegal immigrants, whatever you want to call them, undocumented people coming across the border into our country. Now, I want you to think about something. If you were to try to build a house or or a city or or have organization and let's say you wanted to welcome it up, open to everyone for example i just went to uh the 10x growth con right uh, not too long ago and there was 30,000 people there 30,000 that's a lot of people okay everybody was welcome to come in to the 10x growth con that had a ticket but guess what they made sure that the people that were there were supposed to be there and that we had a name tag on so that they could at least document how many people actually entered the building so that they knew how many seats they needed to you know, have, how many, how many people were actually gonna be there. I had to buy a ticket. I couldn't just walk in. And even if I could just walk in, I couldn't just walk up at the gate and hand them you know, $1,000 cash and walk in. It didn't work that way. I had to go through a process to get a ticket. Anybody. Anyone could have gotten a ticket. There was no discrimination whatsoever. Anyone, any age, no matter what business, no matter what industry, no matter where you lived in the whole entire world, you could have gotten into the tax growth con if you bought a ticket, right? And you went through that process. But if you would have showed up at the door and offered the security guard or the you know, person there said, here, here's $1,000, I want a ticket, they wouldn't have given you a ticket. They didn't have any for sale because you didn't follow the process. Why? Because they wanted order. They did not want chaos. It's not because they don't care about you. It's because they want order. Here's the thing that I don't understand at the border. We have people right now that are flooding our country that are just not documented. 
And we're not saying that we don't want to help people. I am in no way saying that these people do not have a legitimate reason for wanting to come into the United States. I'm not saying that their countries are, oh, hunky-dory, that everything's you know just like the United States, or that they're not running for their lives. I'm sure all of those things are true. But what I'm saying is, is that we're simply asking, or I'm simply saying, don't we just want to have documentation so that we just don't have tens of thousands of random people undocumented running around our country, hundreds of thousands, millions potentially. Like the government tracks everything I do. I have a social security number. I pay my taxes. I go through the whole process of being a a good citizen. So wouldn't I want for the sake of order, for the sake of protection, for the sake of keeping crime low, for the sake of all those things. And I'm not saying that these people necessarily bring crime, but like I think crime just comes with people in general. Like we all commit crimes, right? Like all societies. And so they're coming in and we're like, okay, listen, I'm not saying we can't accept you. I'm saying, please do it legally. I'm saying, please come in and we're going to put you in a sanctuary city. Or we're going to lock, like, we're going to lock you into a, a room or not even a room, like a, a city or an area with a fence around it just until we can get a process in place to, to move you into our society. And I want you to think about something. Most societies are not as technologically advanced as the United States. Most societies are not like the U.S. at all. And the U.S. takes care of their people, whether you like to believe it or not. Like the U.S. government hands out so much free stuff between welfare and food stamps and yada, 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 which we're going to get to here. Like they do a good job of providing things to keep the American economy running. All of a sudden, you've got millions of people or tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people coming in that are now going to have access to those and they're undocumented and that are going to be using the, you know, all of the, the... the pieces of our American society when we're just not quite ready for them yet. We got to prepare for that. Like we've got to make sure that we know what's happening. We got to create order. You can't overload a system and expect it, expect it not to break. And so I'm just saying like, what is so wrong about wanting to put up a wall and say, listen, stay out until you can come in legally. We're not trying to say, no, you can never come in. We're just saying, come in legally. And yes, it might take a year, but your years, your life is 80 years long. So what if it takes three years? You get 77 other ones, or you know, let's say you're 30 years old coming across the border and you get in at 33. You've got another 47 years of your life or 57 years of your life that you get to live in here freely. Let us do our thing to allow you to come in so we can take care of you. I'm one of the most like generous, outgoing people of wanting to help people that I know. Like I I am, if I see someone on the street, I'm like, yo, can I buy you food? I don't give away money, just like just pure cash. But I'm like, yo, can I buy you clothes? Can I buy you food? Can I, hey, lady behind me, can I fill up your gas tank? Like I want to help people and I have a heart to help people, but I just don't get why we're so bad for not wanting people to just pour across our border undocumented. And I genuinely don't understand that. And so if someone would like to, you know, come on and just have a conversation with me or have me on their podcast, I would love to talk about it because I'm just, I just, I just don't get it. So that's, that's the second piece. All right, moving on for sake of time. One more thing here. Let's talk about the welfare. All right. Cause I think this is super important as well. I am all for helping people. I am especially for helping people in our own society, but the way that the system is set up right now. It's like better to be on welfare than it is to have a minimum wage job. It's better to be on unemployment than it is to actually go out there and take care of yourself. 
And while there's certain stipulations and rules of like, oh, you can only be on for so long or yada, 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 the loopholes are unreal. You could, in theory, stay on welfare for the rest of your life. It's crazy. And it's almost like it, the way that it's set up, it penalizes you if you go out and get a job because like as soon as you have income coming in, then like it takes away your check, your welfare check, and it doesn't like taper out. And so I'm like, the economy's good. There's so many ways to make money, especially in the online space now. There's so much opportunity out there. Why don't we encourage personal responsibility? I don't know what the answer is to this. And I know that there are genuinely people in need that need some help, need some assistance. I believe that that should come from the church. I believe that the way God designed things and the way that society should be run is that when people are part of a religious organization like the church, like, you know, whether that's the Muslim church or the Christian church or the Lutheran church, like whatever, that the church's responsibility is to take care of those in need. Now, granted, I know that that's never going to be passed in the American society, but like, I know that there are certain people in America, in modern day countries that just need some help, that just need a little bit of food to put on their table to help feed their kids, to keep them out of hunger that just need a little bit of help to get to work or to get a job or to whatever. But a large majority of the people that I meet on a daily basis, or not on a daily basis, but on a, a somewhat consistent basis, when I talk to people that are on welfare, those are not those types of people. The type of people that I have found on welfare, and I, and I told the story on my Facebook Live, there was a guy who was, I was in Atlanta, I was, my flight was delayed, so I had to go sit in a, stay in a hotel. It was a holiday inn, so it was like 150 bucks a night. It's a nice hotel. And this dude's sitting out there smoking weed. And so like, I'm like, oh, so he and I strike up a conversation. And he's complaining to me because he is, quote, unemployed and on welfare because he didn't like his job. And he's mad at the government because they put him up in a hotel on this side of town, not the other side of town. And he's like, explicit, explicit, explicit government. How dare they? Blah, blah, blah. Don't they know that I don't like this part of town? Don't they know that I want to be on the other side of town? What am I supposed to do over here? And just complaining, complaining, complaining. And I'm like, dude, the government is literally paying for you right now to be put up in a hotel that I'm paying $150 a night for. You're getting it for free. You're getting food. You're getting weed somehow. And you're mad and you're complaining about this. You don't need to be on welfare. You need to get a job. He was totally abled. And he's like, yeah, I just didn't like last job. So I did something on purpose so that I could get on the welfare system because F those guys. And I'm like, that is not the type of pe- person that we need to be helping with welfare. The type of person that we need to be helping with welfare is the single mom that literally can't put food on the table for her kids. The type of person that we need to be putting on welfare is the, the dad that is you know out there that is genuinely sick and is going to die unless he gets the medical attention that he needs and is trying to provide for his wife and kids. The type of you know thing that we need to do is the orphan child that doesn't have any parents that's living on the street. Like Those are the type of people that we need to be helping. But the system that we have right now literally punishes people for trying to try to get ahead when they're on the welfare system and encourages them to be on it almost and makes it way too easy for people to get access to. I don't know what the answer or the solution is, but handing out things like we've handed them out is not the answer. And I just don't believe it's the government's responsibility to be helping us in our personal lives. The government's job, I believe, is to keep us safe from foreign enemies, keep us safe from domestic enemies, like you know, police, you know, firefighters, and you know, kind of things like that, and to stimulate economic growth so that we can prosper.
That's the goal of the government. It's not to be involved in every single aspect of our lives and tell us how to live and give us money and make sure that we're okay and give us healthcare. Like those are not rights. Those are things that we need to take personal responsibility for. And yes, there are certain scenarios where we need to provide help, but I believe that those can come through private charities. And I believe that there's opportunities out there that if we focused our efforts rather than on just handing stuff out for free, that, and we focused on like charity efforts and we focused on like privatized efforts of this, that our entire society would change. But the problem with that is that that takes personal responsibility and most people will not take personal responsibility for their actions. And most people would rather have a handout than take responsibility and have to do a little bit of work. And that is a weak society and that's because due to lack of parenting and due to lack of leadership and due to lack of fathers in the family and like so many other things. But that's the society we live in. I don't know what the answer is, but I'd love to have an open and honest discussion about it. And I think that it's something that we need to talk about as a society and have open discussions about to say, how do we fix this? And we need to try things until we find a solution. And even if that solution looks different for different states or different cities, like we've got to start somewhere. And I don't think it starts at a, a global level or even a national level. It starts at a human level. It starts at a, at a, family level. It starts at a a community level, a city level. It starts at a church level. It starts with instilling personal responsibility and personal confidence into those people that really need it and say, hey, we're here to help you get to what you need and then empower you to go out and create for yourself and take personal responsibility for what you need to get done. So there's my rant for you today. I was very passionate about these three topics. And if you guys disagree with me on this, like I said, I, I would love to know your thoughts on to why, but I'm genuinely curious as to why people think that we should just hand out welfare to everybody that just needs it when they don't even, like I got offered unemployment and welfare when I didn't even need it. Like it should be a hard process to get into and only reserved for people that actually need it because like, Change comes from desperation or inspiration. And when people get desperate, they'll do work and they'll work hard because they're going to be hungry. And, you know, quite frankly, if they really cared about themselves and their lives and they wanted to be better, they're going to go out and want to work. I just, I just don't understand it. It's, it's a really difficult thing for me. So anyway, that's all I've got. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Hit me up on Instagram at Josh 40 uh, in the DM or, you know, comment on my last post and be like, yo, I was listening to your podcast and, you know, I heard you talking about yada 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 i'd love to uh chit chat with you about that in there as well so all right guys that's all i got for you today hope you liked it hope this brought some new perspective and hope this really opened up genuine conversation and uh give you some stuff to think about as always hustle hustle god bless do not be afraid to think different because those of us that think different are gonna be the ones that change the world i love you all and i will see you on the next episode take it easy fam peace Yo, what's up, guys? You've been listening to the Think Different Theory with myself, Josh Forty, which I like to call a new paradigm of thinking. And real quick, I got a question for you. Did you like this episode? If you did, I want to ask a huge favor. See, the biggest thing that helps this podcast grow and that will spread this message of positivity and making the world a better place is if you leave a review, a rating, and subscribe to the podcast. What that does is it basically tells the platforms that this is out on, that you like my stuff, and that I'm doing something right. So if you could take like three seconds out of your day and subscribe, leave a rating and a review, I would be forever grateful for you. Also, I want to hear from you. I want to know your feedback, your ideas and your questions for future episodes. So be sure to hit me up on Instagram in the DM at Josh 40 or via email contact at thinkdifferenttheory.com.